This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 23rd, 2020. This is today's word for June 23rd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, and I trust that you've been blessed by this series. This is actually part 49 of the series, and the title of today's message is Kings and Priests. I'm kind of, I'll take a little bit of a, a different direction this morning, but you'll see what I mean kings and priests. Let's get into it. So uh, foundational scripture is James 1, 2 through 4. The Bible says, my fellow believers, when you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops something inside of you. It is the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance it grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, you can actually get to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking in your life. And that's where you want to get to. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, the Bible says that there's a time, there's a season for everything, and everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And then today, we, we ended off yesterday with Genesis chapter 42 and verse 24. Today, we're going to cover Genesis 42 verses 25 to 33, but I'm not going to read you all those verses. I'm just going to cover it as I set the stage. You got it? So let's go ahead and cover that today. So what does this mean to you today? I have Four things to share with you. The first one is really just setting the stage. But now that I'm getting into the points, I want you to rid yourself of all distractions, lock in, focus in, open up your heart to receive. Four things. Number one, here we go. The first thing is I just need to kind of set the stage. So Joseph, we saw in the text yesterday, Joseph kept Simeon and he sent the other brothers back, the other nine brothers back. But, you know, he, he was still wanted to be a blessing to them. This was the grace of God operating through Joseph. So Joseph chose not to take their money. He put his their money back in one of the sacks of grain that he sent them with. And so he sent them away with, with their own money. He sent them away with food and he sent them back, but he did keep one of the brothers, Simeon. And so he was being extremely kind to them. He loaded them up and sent them off, right? So they're going back home and they're, they're ready to talk to their father and, and they stop for the night. And while they're there, you know how, you know how guys are anyway. Like you know, they're there. They stopped for the night. You know, for whatever reason, they was like, let's go through the bags. You know, and so they start looking through the bags of grain, and one of the brothers found the money, and they was like, whoa, wait a minute, what what's going on here? What I thought we gave him this money, and they was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we gave him the money. So what's the money doing here? And so, and they asked themselves, they said, what is God doing with us? You ever been there? You ever been there? Like, you, you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? They was like, what is going on? Like, I mean, this is so crazy. We come over here. One of our brothers gets arrested now. The guy said we were spies. We've been accused. What is going on? I told you, I told you we should not have done that thing to our brother 20 years ago. They're like bickering and fighting. So they get back to their father. And then in verse 30, they say to their father, they said, hey, they tell him the whole story. And then in verse 30, as they're telling the story to their dad, they said, the man who is the Lord of the land 
spoke roughly to us, and he thought that we were spies. Now, when, when I got to verse 30, this is what jumps out. When he said, the man who's the Lord of the land. Now, the Lord of the land. So he's referring to Joseph as a Lord. Remember, God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But for him to be the King of kings, there needs to be some kings. <laughs> for him to be the Lord of lords, there needs to be some lords, right? And so he, the, the text calls him in verse 30, the Lord of the land. And then in verse 33, he is actually called the Lord of the country. And so I do a teaching entitled Kings and Priests, and um, I was just led to kind of give you some of that, some of that on today. I'm going to talk about you and how you have a role from God to operate as both a king and a priest in the earth. Let's talk about it. All right. Number two. This leads me to number two. So number two, here we go. God lets us, God actually allows us to operate as kings and priests in the earth. Let me explain. So as believers, we normally reserve the word Lord for God, right? I mean, like we don't go around saying Lord, you know, we don't, we don't do that today. But in biblical times, that was a common word, actually. That was a word used for someone who was in charge, so for someone who was ruling, right? And so in the text, um, there's a Hebrew word for Lord that's not the same Hebrew word for Lord when, whenever it's referring to God. The, the Hebrew word Adon in this text actually means someone who possesses absolute control, right? So Noah Webster's Dictionary from 1828, which is the one I like to use, Noah Webster's Dictionary from 1828 defines the word Lord as a master, a person possessing supreme power and authority, a ruler, a governor. So within that context, yes, Joseph was a Lord. Joseph was in that position of authority and he was placed there by God. He was performing the will of God in the earth. He was there and he was a Lord. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because many Christians today believe that our rule and our reign will come someday when we get to heaven, like in the sweet by and by, right? And so so we're waiting. People are waiting, like swing down, sweet chariot, and let me ride. Or or you've heard uh, uh, people, you know, maybe from previous generations say, baby, I'm sending up timber. Why? For my mansion in heaven. Because what what, what happens is that that they are not expecting to ever have a mansion down here in the earth. And so so their expectation is is delayed. It's almost like their hope is deferred and their expectation is on time delay and they don't ever see themselves doing anything in the earth and they're just waiting to get to heaven. And that is not the will of God. Just to be clear, that is not the will of God. In the last book of the Bible, the, the, the revelation of Jesus Christ penned by John, uh, the apostle John, in the last book of the Bible, the Bible says in chapter one, uh, right in the opening chapter, John wrote this. He said, may kindness and peace be yours from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Jesus was the first to conquer death, and he is the ruler of all earthly kings. Uh-oh, so now there needs to be some kings down here. Then the Bible says, Christ loved us, and by his blood he set us free from our sins. Watch this. He lets us rule as kings and serve as his father, serve his father as priests in the earth, to him be glory and power forever. The Bible just says that God lets us rule as kings and serve the Father as priests. The King James says, Jesus has made us kings and priests unto God. And this is not a reference to heaven. This is a, re a reference to now. 
But but if you live your life just simply focused on going to heaven someday, you will never maximize you know what God has called you to do now. And so so you have to understand your role as a king and a priest, and I'm gonna explain it. All right. So number three, understanding your assignment as kings and priests. Let me juxtapose Old Testament with New Testament for a minute, right? So in the Old Testament, um, one of the roles that a priest fulfilled was they were an intercessor. So a priest was a person that stood before the people and received, you know, their request from the people. And then that person would then go stand before God and, and then communicate to God what the people said. And then that person would receive divine insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding from God and go back and tell the people what God said. This person was an intermediary, right? An intercessor. This person was a go-between. Now, let me pause for a moment and just say this. The only the only priest we have in the New Testament is Jesus. Jesus is our high priest. So we don't have to go through nobody today, just so just to be clear about that. But let me go back to this. So in the Old Testament, there was one tribe of priests who did that role, right? Their role was to hear from heaven, take the, the, the cries of the people, take it to God, hear from God, go tell the people what God said, go tell God what the people said. That was one tribe did that. 11 tribes were considered kings. So there were one tribe of priests, 11 tribes of kings or leaders. Now, what happened there? Where the priests would go up, the one tribe, the Levites, they would go hear from heaven, come back and then tell the other 11 tribes what God said, and then they would go out and do battle. They would go out and conquer because kings conquer. And so they would go out and do battle in the earth and they would win because they had an advantage because they heard from God. And then when they came back from the battle, they brought back the spoils, glory to God. And so they came back with the spoils of the battle and then they took a portion of the spoils and they gave a portion of the, of the spoils as an offering to the priests right? So you're like, okay, Rick, this is a good history lesson, but what does this mean to us? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So in one sense, instead of having one tribe of priests and 11 tribes of kings, in one sense, in the New Testament, we have the fivefold ministry gifts and then the rest of the body of Christ in one sense, right? But I'm going to get to the other sense in a minute. So in one sense, you have the fivefold ministry gifts. So this is in Ephesians 4 and 11, the Bible says that God has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? So you have these people that are doing that priestly role, and then you have the rest of the body of Christ that's doing the kingly role. And so in one sense, the fivefold ministry gifts hear from heaven, tell you what God is saying, communicate, or have a prophetic voice and a prophetic word. And so the rest of the body of Christ is able to hear that word, receive it, and go out and do battle and win because you have the advantage that you have heard from God in one sense, right? But in another sense, listen, you're both. Look at me. Look at me. You are both. You are actually a king and a priest. You can fill both roles. So while your pastor should fill the role of a priest at church, you got to pastor your own household. So you have to do both at home. You are the prophet and the priest of your own house. Say amen to that. So at home, you need to hear from God. You have to pray. You have to seek God's face. You have to hear from heaven. And you are both a priest and a king. So you are hearing from heaven. You get divine insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And then you go out there Monday through Friday and you do battle in this world and you bring back the spoils. Glory to God. You get to walk in the blessing. You get to do both. David explained this very well in Psalms 119 and 98. David was a king, but he was also hearing from heaven. And so he said, listen, this is what David said. He said, by considering your commands, God, 
I have an edge over my enemies. So I take seriously everything that you say. David was saying that when I hear from heaven, it gives me an advantage. I have an edge over my enemies. I have an uh, edge over the people who don't have divine revelation. It's the same thing with Joseph. Joseph got revelation from God. And so Joseph and Pharaoh, they had an advantage. And because of that, Egypt was the only nation that had food during seven long years of famine. Why? Because wisdom from God, revelation from God gives you an advantage. And so so now when you have a clear advantage, you're supposed to go out and win and, and do battle and bring back the spoils. So in business today, let me say it this way. In business today, many leaders of corporations, they hire consultants. They do so because they think that the consultants have knowledge that is going to give them an advantage. David was saying, I don't need to go to a consultant. God is my greatest consultant and his fee is free. And so I can go to God and I get divine counsel. God can speak to me through his spirit. God can speak to me concerning what's around the corner and what's beyond the horizon. God speaks to us and he can tell us the things to come. You are both a king and a priest in the earth. You can fill both roles. Say amen to that. Number four, and finally, as I close, the kingdom is now. Look at me. Look at me. Let me tell you something. The kingdom is now. God's kingdom has come. God's will has to be done. Where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. Who's that going to happen through? It's going to happen through you. It has to happen and it has to happen now. Don't live your life with an expectation of leaving the earth and going to heaven someday. No, live your life with an expectation that you are bringing heaven to the earth every day, that you are manifesting heaven on this planet. God's kingdom has come and is being manifested through you now. So you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to be blessed. God wants you to operate in that now. God can. Uh, God wants you to operate as both a king and a priest. He wants you to hear from heaven. He wants you to then operate in divine authority. God will lift you up and place you in positions of leadership so that you can lead with divine insight, but so also you can pray for the people that you're leading so that you can release a hedge of protection around about them, their children, and their children's children. You are a king and a priest. Not only does God want you to be in charge, but he wants you to intercede for those that he gives you charge over. God elevates you to natural positions in this world, and then he puts you in that position so that you you can release spiritual blessings as well. Not just natural things, but you can make a spiritual difference. You are both. You are a king. You are a priest in this world. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, you made plans for me before the world began. Now you plan to use me as both a king and a priest in the earth. You elevate me to positions of authority and you bless me richly because I'm submitted to you in all my ways. So you have no problem putting me in authority because you know that I'm under your authority. You glorify me so that I may glorify thee. You open natural doors for me and when you do, I'm able to make a spiritual difference. I lead with courage and compassion. I make decisions at work that are bathed in prayer. You make kingdom impact through me in this world every day. Therefore, I declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith 
in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address there. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go out there as a king and a priest. You are the prophet and the priest and the king of your own household. So yes, appreciate your pastor, lift them up. Yes, when you go to church, you hear from heaven, you're getting insight there, but at home, you gotta, you have to be the prophet and the priest of your own household. You hear from heaven, you operate in both roles, and then you go out there and do battle, and you have an advantage when you do. And then when you win, you're supposed to bring back the spoils, right? You're supposed to bring back a portion of the spoils and, and then uh, sow into the kingdom, and then tithes and offerings and all of those things. So listen, go out there as a king, go out there as a priest, and let God use you to make a difference. If you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.